Hello, my name is Delmer Eldred, and I want to welcome you to an interview with Bill Brook. He is chairman of the Skagit County Republican Party, and he is also the Washington State Republican Election Integrity Chairman. And Bill, I just want to thank you for joining me today. Thank you, Dale. Thanks for having me. And anyway, Bill, I was just wondering, uh, you know, what went wrong in November general election? I mean, Tiffany Smiley had more supporters at one event than Murray had at all of hers put together. Joe Kent, mm -hmm. everywhere Joe Kent went, he had more people at his events than Murray right. Perez. Uh, right. So right. what went wrong there? I mean... Well, regarding... Let's just take one at a time. Uh, I, I, yeah, I totally agree on Tiffany. Um, you know, I, I, I polls are a dime a dozen, but you have to consider polling and when there's so many. And if you remember in that election, Smiley was in the margin of error with Murray in basically every poll for about three months. There was two or three polls a week for several months. It was a very high-profile race, U.S. Senate. And Smiley, on the last day, she actually won a poll. And it was, I, I, if I remember, it was a very, very extensive one where I think it was like 48 to 47. It was close, but I think she was up one on going into a, on election day. And I remember very vividly that most people had a very unfavorable image of Murray and even the independents were going for Smiley. And so you figure that's going to be a close race. Um, and I cannot believe there's just no way she loses 57-43. That, that's just impossible. If you look at all of the metrics in what was going on, uh, all of the events she had, I just, I, I can't believe 5743. I would bet my life she did not lose 5743. I would not bet my life she lost the election. I mean, we do have a lot of Democrats in the state, given that's a given, but it is very, very much of a head scratcher. If you look at all the polls and there were extensive polls, we were expecting a very, very, very close race in that one. Um, Joe Kent, yeah, that Joe Kent's another one. I mean, we did a lot of extensive research into, you know, Congressional District 3. You have to remember, in 2020, Trump won that district handily over Biden. And that's, in 2020, Trump was not that popular in the state. I think he won by at least three or four points um, in Congressional District 3. And then after redistricting, that was one of the uh, districts we did better. The Republicans gained ground. Uh, after the 2022 redistricting, we got, um, I think we lost a little part of Clickitat, but we got Thurston, some part of Thurston, and Thurston, Kent just crushed it this year, very Republican part of Thurston County. So the new third district is more favorable for Republicans by a by an even larger margin. And in, in addition to that, um, I think um, Jamie Herrera-Butler, I think, won by like 12 points. So Kent was very popular. We were seeing that as like a very safe plus six district for Republicans. Um, and in the in the primary, uh, we did very, very well there. If you include all the Republicans together, I think the Republicans outdid the Democrats by a huge margin. But in the general, a lots of extra votes came in for uh, Perez, which was really very much, uh, again, another head scratcher. Both of those uh, elections, there are several uh, around the state. I can, I can point to Matt Larkin. That's another one that was in the eighth. That was a very close race. A lot of people thought Matt went. The biggest thing, the, the, the biggest troubling thing is that 
Um, if you remember, a lot of people, a lot of Republicans, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this right now, held their ballot till Election Day. That was the strategy. If you remember in the primary, Joe Kent did that. It helped break the algorithm because uh, they knew ab- absolutely there was uh, nefarious cheating going on. It broke the algorithm. He got the top two. And a lot of the strategy, this this go around in the general statewide was Republicans hold their ballot. A lot of patriot groups, a lot of Republican groups, many, many people held their ballot till Election Day. And when those ballots got counted, there was no bump. There was no increase in any of these candidates. That's what really makes you wonder if there was not cheating going on with stuffing the ballot boxes similar to 2000 mules uh, with using the mail-in voting. It, you would expect there would be increases. But if you look at the data, we, we've, we've had a lot of data analysts look at this election in Washington, specifically uh, Draza Smith. She found very, very serious anomalies. She says it's very highly likely there was manipulation going on with mail-in voting, uh, with the machines. And it, 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 there's a lot of people. You don't need uh, scientists and data analysts. There's just a lot of people, common people. They just know as election uh, night, yeah, we were down. A lot of Republicans were down. But the next days came out, and there was no increase. And all the ballots, that all the Republican ballots that were supposed to be counted, there was no increase. But if you look at the data, there's lots of evidence of manipulation as all of the ratios – stayed very very similar just like stirrup steps hardly any deviation so uh yeah lots lots of things to look at um in that election well you know it's just uh uh, you look at that you look at the primaries with smiley and uh kent you know i mean camp everybody held the votes in the primary until uh the uh, election day and uh, and it it showed that they uh, you know that what he wanted to do worked and also mm-hmm. tiffany you look at the primaries with her and then the general election i mean how could that possibly get turned around that right right and on election night it was 57 43 and it stayed that the entire rest of the of, you know here in washington state it's months it's not it's not in one day they count for an entire month literally till the end of november they were counting ballots not exaggerating till the end of november i think certification was 28th or 29th whenever it was no bump at all no increase um that's just it defies logic exactly and you know it's just like uh we've got 30 solid uh conservative counties in the state of washington I think it's pretty close anyway. And I would say thir- I would say thirty four or thirty five, and maybe maybe thirty six. I I know King County's more Democrat. For I can tell you, um, living I'm, I'm I'm not here in Skagit. I can tell you without a doubt, San Juan County that's a Democrat county. I know uh, King County is, but the other ones I'm not that sure. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe Whatcom, definitely Bellingham is, but all of Whatcom County that's up for debate. Pierce County maybe. Um, but there's a lot of rural parts of Pierce County and also Thurston County that are very Republican. I, I think this state leans Republican. I think it's a purple state. I know there's a lot of Democrats in the in the city cores. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you maybe you're right. 30, I, I think 34, 35, 36 counties minimum are Republican, lean Republican. Well, there, there was more before, but some of them for 
some reason, because I think it's people that have came from, I'm going to say California or wherever, that have kind of changed some of these counties. Uh, they're not quite as red as they were. But anyway. Uh, well, they're Democrat-controlled. We'll agree on that. They're Democrat-controlled, without a doubt. Right. And But anyway, the uh, I mean, it looked like we were going to really pick up some seats in Olympia because basically people were getting tired of this tax and tax and all this regulation and all this dictatorial tyranny that was coming out of Olympia. And Mm -hmm. it it looked like we were, we were going to poll, you know, I don't know if we were going to control it, but we were going to poll quite a few seats and that didn't happen. I, I mean, you know, there's something wrong here when you've got, like you say, 34 some counties and the way the election went, it has to be manipulated. It's the only answer, I think. Well, well I, I'm still in touch with leadership, and we did um, state, you know, state at the state level, and also H. Rock and, and the House Republicans and Senate and all that. The House Republicans spent over $100,000 on extensive polling after redistricting to try to figure out where to target, um, you know, where to spend the money, who to, who to help, and all of that. And they found um, eight to ten points higher than than their expectations, even higher than they thought. Generic R beats a generic D, overwhelmingly. Because what you're talking about, you know, all of the issues of uh, inflation, the economy, uh, crime, uh, guns, all all of the problems that we have in the state. People people don't feel safe. Um, I, I really thought, I think a lot of people really thought we were going to pick up a bunch of seats. We were expecting maybe 9, 10, 11, flip the house, and maybe four, uh, four or five was a stretch, but maybe four in the Senate, which would have got us potentially the Senate. And instead, we lost one in the Senate with Simon Sesnick up in the 42nd, and then it was a close race. And then we also lost Greg Gilday, lost to a known serial liar, Clyde Shavers. That guy should not be in office. Um, his own dad came out. He lied. He said he was an attorney. He never was. He failed his bar exam. He said he was in the military. Um, we, we, he wasn't the military, but he said he was a, a submarine officer. Never was. Um, lots of issues there. Um, it, you know, he lost. He, I, I think the Gilday race was like 210 votes. It was point, something like 0.3 out of a mandatory hand recount. Um, it's just it's just impossible for us here to believe that that Greg Gilday was an outstanding legislator, very well uh, respected. He's married to a Democrat. You know, this is this is not seen as a, some extreme guy. This guy was a very good, solid guy, he, a legitimate attorney, and he somehow loses. Uh, so we lost a seat in the state house. We lost a senate seat. Um, and yeah, and, and this is another thing. Even CNN did an exit poll on election night. And they, you know, these, again, I, polls, I, you know, I, I wonder, but it, when CNN does an extensive poll, and they did on election night, 73% were dissatisfied or angry uh, at, at what's going on with the country. And I think it was like 5% were like happy and then like 10% were satisfied. And then I think something like 2% didn't, you know, were afraid to answer. But 73% of, of the country, angry or dissatisfied at the direction of the country, the way it's going, and they still vote Democrat. It just, you know, you put all this stuff together, it just doesn't make sense. Well, do you feel uh, maybe that, uh, I mean, uh, when you put all the counties together, the Republican parties and stuff, that they didn't get together and uh, work work together to try to uh, win a victory for the, I mean, the legislature the, and the, the, Re- go the ahead. Republican 
the Republican, given uh, without a doubt, there's cheating. We just don't know to what magnitude. That that let's set that aside. The Republican Party has a lot to improve on. We and we got a lot to work on. I mean, we got to get. We have good candidates. I mean, Joe Kent was a fantastic candidate. I think he had like 220 town halls. It's not necessarily that the candidates are bad, but we have to get behind and rally around them earlier. We cannot have. Um, all of this infighting with candidates um, and so many candidates. We have a top two jungle primary. The Democrats are very good at getting behind one candidate, even if it's somebody like a known serial liar like Clyde Shavers. Once once they get behind him, they stay they stay with him. They don't they don't go after their own. Um, the the Republicans are much more free spirits, free thinkers. Um, as, as a Republican, the libertarian concept, the Republican concept, they, they want people with different ideas. We like having debates. We, we enjoy um, diversity within our group as far as different, you know, different platforms within, with, within, the, within the Republican Party, you know, different takes on different platforms. That being said, we have a lot of really good candidates running, but we got to get behind one at election time. So, you know, when, when every two years... Um, we have a major election. Actually, this year is going to be an important year, too, with the local elections. But during filing week is when we got to weed these people out and we got to get behind one. And, and the candidates have got to get their ego out of the way. And we got to get behind one really good candidate that can win and not have everybody splitting the vote. When you have four or five people running as a Republican, like what happened with the Dan Newhouse race, and you have uh, Clippert splitting the vote with uh, Culp. And, and uh, I mean, we had so many candidates there. I think we had six candidates there. And Newhouse, who voted to impeach Trump, got, got in again. And, and that was uh, abomination. I mean, that was atrocious, atrocious. And the only reason he did is because there was a Democrat taking Democrat votes. Newhouse got his. And then there's six good Republican conservatives splitting the vote. We can't do that anymore. We, we just can't do that anymore. We can't make those mistakes. So I'm hoping we learn from our lessons and improve. Um, eventually, I, I would love to see the top two primary go away, uh, get back to caucuses to get back to, um, you know, more like uh, what's going on in some of the other counties where or, or some of the other con- or, uh, states, sorry, like Arizona, where you have a, a open primary, the best Republican goes against the best Democrat. You know, that I think is a, a little bit more fair, gives us a better opportunity um, than splitting the vote. Well, you know, um, yeah. The uh, things you talk about are things that need to be done, and you know because we've got to get we've got, like we've got to get behind the candidate and give him everything we can to to uh, get him his name to become a household name. So every so that to take the confusion out, just like you were talking about with the new house, there was a lot of confusion in that election because there were so many people there, people trying to decide who was the best, and. Uh, yeah. We had we had great candidates, very very right. good candidates. Right, but but we just we got to get one, not six. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know? And you know, I I really believe that we have some hope to uh, maybe get a little foothold on Olympia with uh, Semi Bird running for governor. He started early. He started early. Right. He's getting his name out, and uh, I just really think that you know he's a good conservative candidate, and. Uh, we can't be waiting and hesitating and making indecisions, you know, because this is an important, this November is going to be important. If we, the, 
if Inslee gets back in and the others that are running are even worse, uh, I mean, we'll be taxed right out of the state. So, Yes, I mean, if Inslee runs again, um, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be tough no matter what in this state, obviously, with what just happened with Tiffany Smiley. Uh, but Stanley's a fantastic candidate, really good. I mean, and one of the best speakers I've ever seen at any level. He's He is so impressive. Um, and what a great guy. I've known him for quite a while in the state committee. Just a fantastic. We're lucky to have him. Um, but yeah, if Inslee doesn't run, it'll probably be Ferguson or Hillary Franz, um, which might be a good thing where Democrats may actually maybe have two uh, rare run run against each other. But we'll have to see on that one. That's not till next year. This, you know, this year, the local elections are really important. I want to stress that. I mean, 2021, we have to remember, we did very well in the state. Uh, conservatives did very well. We, we got, uh, in fact, here in Skagit, I think we flipped three or four school board seats. We flipped a couple... Um, I know in Cedra Woolley, we flipped a council seat or two. We also, uh, city of Anacortes, we had a very conservative mayor get elected in Anacortes in 2021. Um, and so, and around the state, we did very well in 2021. So in 2023, you know, local elections are critical. We got to take our communities back and we can win these elections. We got to overwhelm them. People got to turn out. I mean, that's another thing we got to get better at. I think we only had 63, 64% voter turnout total for this last election and we just got to get more republicans to vote if you're registered to vote you got to vote everybody's got to vote well and you know the thing is is that uh the like you going back to what you said the amount of crime the amount of drugs the amount of uh you know and even these prisoners that are being turned loose back into society uh and a lot of them are very dangerous people i mean the things that are wrong need to be stopped and turned around so we can get this uh, things back under control. And that's what the, I, you know, it has to be pushed that these candidates that we're going to try to uh, get back some of the things that we've lost these last 10 years with this uh, Inslee dictatorship and the re- Olympia regime there. So Exactly. But... You know, and, you know, I mean, you see it a lot, uh, Bill, the, uh, you know, everybody uh, has an agenda or whatever. But like you said, they're just going to have to get behind one person and stick together for this governor's race. And that's what I hope happens. Yeah, me too. I, well, Sam, we'll have to see. You know, it's a hard, it's a hard habit to break for Republicans. I, I expect a lot of Republicans to file for governor. I hate to say it. I already know three or four that are probably uh, others that are going to do it. But by next year, during filing week, you know, that's when we got to cut it down to one. That's I, I with, with all due respect to Semi, I, I do expect him to get a lot of competition, and that's good. That's not bad. But next year, which is filing week, we got to find one person to run, or we're, we have no chance if, if we keep splitting the votes. Well, you know, I guess we just uh, we're going to have to just hope for the best and hope that everybody works together. And Bill, mm-hmm. I just I just want to thank you for uh, talking with me today, and we got. Uh, you know, uh, insight on what went wrong and maybe we can get the vote out, get people going next time so we can change Olympia and get a little better quality of life in this state than what we're headed for if we don't. So, Absolutely, yeah. And for your listeners, uh, feel free to go to uh, SchedulePublicans.com. Our election integrity page gets updated every day. 
Uh, and also whocountsthevotes.com uh, is another website that I work with and I uh, contributing editor there as well. We're trying to get the word out, trying to expose what's going on. There's a lot of really good things happening around the country. Um, in, in Missouri and Arkansas and Nevada and New Mexico, all of these um, states, their counties are voting to get rid of the machines. I mean, they're oh, getting rid of they're, they're getting rid of mail in voting. They're getting rid of the machines. They're going back to in person voting. Oh, man. Uh, Nye County, Nevada, New Mexico. We're getting court uh, wins. Uh, Georgia, we uh, the Supreme Court of Georgia said people have standing, and yeah, it's, it is too late, obviously, for twenty twenty, but. Wisconsin, there was a there was a, a, a court hearing or a recent one uh, on Zuckerberg that came out, and I think Ohio had one too. Um, Missouri, I know they enacted new laws requiring photo ID. Same thing going on in Nebraska. Um, I, I heard something like a hundred counties nationwide have gotten rid of the of their voting machines and going back to hand counting of you know smaller precincts. These are things we need to do eventually. Now, again, in this state, it's not going to happen for the foreseeable future. But if other states can lead the way, who knows? Maybe in the future we can we can have that and eventually get rid of mail-in voting. And we need smaller precincts. We got to ban ballot harvesting. You know, we got to clean our voter rolls. There's a lot of things we can do. Um, but the other states are, are thriving right now. There's a lot of Republican states doing very well with election integrity. So don't get too, uh, I know a lot of people, it can be a little depressing. We didn't get the results here this time, but it takes a while. Um, and we're all working hard. There's a lot of people working on election integrity. Well, thank you, Bill. Thank you for the encouragement that things are are step-by-step uh, step getting turned around for the better. And I uh, just want to thank you again. I've been talking to Bill Brook. And he is a Republican integrity chairman for uh, Washington State. And I just uh, appreciate all your work and what you do, Bill. Thank you, Dale. Appreciate your time. Bye. Have a great day.